What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So today, uh, Thursday, we do our DFS podcast for the week. Uh, get you guys set up to win some money. Uh, give you some, you know, basically some high-priced options and some lower-priced options at each position. Um, you know, and... You know, that's pretty much it. We take it from there. You know, we talked on Monday uh, about Steve's weekend and how he was basically 12 spots away from a million dollar uh, winner in the in the uh, what was it? The, the Millie tournament. Yep. Millionaire. Uh, Millie maker. Millie maker tournament. So, you know, we are successful at this, guys. And, you know, we try to give you advice because we want everybody, you know, that's listening to this podcast to be successful and, and you know. Win and win money as well. So, cool. All right, so we're live on Podbeam today. So let's get into this DFS stuff. Uh, so start it off, Steve. Why don't we go through some high-priced quarterback options uh, for the week? Tell me what you think or what you have. All right, yeah, it's, it's kind of the normal suspects up there. You know, you got Lamar Jackson over on – DK for 8,100, Russell Wilson for 7,800, Patrick Mahomes 7,400, Josh Allen 7,300. Uh, and then, you know, same, basically same four on FanDuel. It's 9,600 for Lamar Jackson, 9,000 for Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes is at 8,700, and then Josh Allen is at 64, I mean, uh, 8,600. So, you know, just looking at it, honestly, I don't think I'm going to have a whole lot of Lamar only because he's 8,100. He's 300 more than Russell Wilson. And I'd just rather have Russell Wilson in a better matchup. I was going to say Russell Wilson to me is the top guy this week. Yeah. And then you got Patrick Mahomes going up against new England, which we saw what Russell Wilson did to new England, new England. So to me, that's not like a scary matchup for me. I would, I would play Patrick Mahomes against new England and he probably is a lot less owned than, Russell Wilson, but has, you know, similar upside, honestly, if you ask me. And the same thing with Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen, the the Vegas Raiders have had some success this year stopping the pass, but, like, who they played? They played the Panthers. They played, you know, Tampa Bay. They played, you know, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady only throwing, you know, they were killing them. So, so Tom Brady didn't need to throw, you know, a bunch of times. Um you know, who else, who else did the Raiders play? The Raiders had last week, they played uh, New England. I mean, New yeah. England basically, you know, they basically just checked down Charlie. Yeah, yeah and, and they, they were running. They ran through them, yeah. So, you know, I'm not scared of Josh Allen this week. And then, like, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott actually, you know, at home is not, you know, not a bad play. Kyler Murray playing against Carolina, not a bad play. But, you know, everybody knows that everybody runs through Carolina. You know, not passes through Carolina because they just give up the run and drove. So, I think my top top guy that I'm going to have in most lineups is probably going to be Russell Wilson, and then followed by Patrick Mahomes, and then it's a mix of of whoever. You know, what I mean, who, what do you think? Yeah, I think if I'm going fifty fifties and I'm spending high price money on quarterback in a fifty fifty lineup, I'm going with Russ. Most people are probably going to have Russ, but at least I know that I'm going to be almost guaranteed to get some, you know, secure points because he's got such a good matchup against Miami. You know, they, they've given up the 30 mo 30th most points to quarterbacks on DraftKings. So, you know, 
you know, and we've been, we've seen what Russ has done to every team that he's played so far. So, yeah, I, I would probably go Dak number two for me, uh, just playing against Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to stop them. Um, and, of course, Mahomes is right up there as well. So that would be the top three for me. It would go Russ, Dak, and then Patrick Mahomes. Mm, yep, I agree. And so let's move down to the cheaper price <laughs> options. Uh, if you get into some of the cheaper guys, um, one guy I you know, will say right off the bat that I like is Joe Burrow you know, going against Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville's been a team that really has been pretty good against the run. Uh, so far this year, but they have given up air yards. Uh, you know, you have been able to throw on Jacksonville, and that's pretty much what Cincinnati, all they can do right now because their line's so bad, they can't give up anything to, you know, they can't get mixing going at all. So, you know, I expect to see a lot of Joe Burrow throwing to Boyd and Green and T. Higgins now. So, you know, yeah, Joe Burrow is definitely a lower-priced option I like. Yep. Yeah, I like Joe Burrow. I don't, I don't, I'm definitely don't mind Joe Burrow. Um you know, for me, the cheaper price guys, there's actually two guys on the cheaper end that I actually think could have really good games this week. One is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I like Fitz too. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was one of my other guys. Yeah, 7,100 on FanDuel and on DK. Four on He's 5,400 on DK. Like yeah. That's, like, that's going to be a steal because you know they're going to have to throw the ball a ton in that yeah. game. Yep. And unless he just is like winds up having a meltdown, Fitz is going to have at least 25 fantasy points. Yeah, and it's a 54 and a half over under. You know, you got with the 54 and a half over under, they're giving six and a half. So yeah. they expect Miami to score. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they expect, you know, they think Miami's going to score some points here. So, you know, I like Fitz. And the Miami's, I mean, uh, Seattle's been so bad against the past. Teams have kind of just been navigating towards the throw. They're, they're barely, you know, you look at the rush attempts against them, it's not very high. You know what I mean? Teams are choosing to to just throw all over them. So, you know, Fitz might have, you know, 35, 40 easily pass attempts in this game, maybe more, depending on how much they're losing by. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the other guy, uh, I, have a, I have mixed feelings about my next guy. So, I've been thinking that I like Justin Herbert, right? And and I'll tell you why. So I know a lot of people are not are, are going to say, oh, Tampa Bay's defense is just so good. But Tampa Bay's defense has been really good against bad teams. Like, they gave up, what was it, 30, 31 points, 37 points to New Orleans in week one. And I know yeah. New Orleans didn't do a whole lot, you know, but they still put up that many points. Yeah, um, that was more the defense, I believe, though, because Drew Brees yeah, they was had not pick good six. in that game. Yeah. yeah, they had the pick six. And, you know, and they just didn't have to th- really throw because they were winning. You know what I mean? Like, if you remember, mm-hmm. they were trying to run the ball on them to, you know, kill clock. And Tom Brady just kept giving them the ball back. So I think Justin Herbert, I think Tampa Bay could could score, you know, some points in this game. And I think Justin Herbert is going to have to, you know, throw a little bit. And he'd be super low. And so he's a guy that I might use in tournaments. You know, and and see how that goes. All right. So yeah, there's those are some three cheaper price options. You got Herbert, you got Burrow, and you got Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, three definitely guys on the cheaper end. Burrow's kind of he's kind of towards the upper end of the lower price guys. You know, he's just right under Cam, a little higher than Brady. So, you know, he is he is probably a, a little more expensive than a cheaper guy would be considered, but. 
Yeah, a lot of people are trying to sell us on on Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not in on Baker just because they run the ball too much. Yeah, they run the ball a lot, and, and Dallas has not been like a great run stopping team either. So, you know, I and honestly, I think Cleveland goes into Dallas thinking we better run the ball down this team's throat because we've seen them come back from you know pretty big deficits two weeks in a row. You know what I mean? So if we want to win this game, we're going to have to control the clock and not be giving the ball back. You know, all the other teams, like Atlanta, was basically just going down and scoring or going three and out. Seattle, last week, same thing. You know, they were just basically driving down the field and scoring. You know what I mean? Dallas had to no choice but to throw a whole lot to try to get back in the game. So I do think they're going to try to run the – you know, run the shit out of the ball, honestly. And that could, you know, make Baker not as relevant as a lot of people are saying. Yep. All right, guys. So now we'll move on to the running back position. Uh, So right off the bat, you know, Alvin Kamara has one of the better matchups, you know, of the week uh, for a running back. You know, he plays Detroit. We saw what Aaron Jones a couple weeks ago did to Detroit. Ryan Ray threw him. Uh, Alvin Kamara is the, you know, second highest running back priced at eight thousand dollars. Actually, he's the, the most expensive because they they still got McCaffrey on here on DraftKings. Yeah, um, Fanduel, he's eighty eight hundred, and Zeke is nine thousand. Which yeah, half um, half PPR. So I think yeah, they, I, they, I honestly don't get that. I mean, Zeke has not been better than Alvin Kamara. Like, why is he at priced at yeah. you know nine grand? And, and and I know why. It's because last week Kamara played on Sunday night, and they do the pricing. Yeah. You know, after, you know, they do the pricing before the Sunday night game, and um, Kamara had 50, basically like 40, 50 points or whatever the hell he had. He blew up. Yeah, he, he had 50 catches. Yeah, like. for real. <laughs> so, you know, but I don't know. I Like, are you playing Zeke this week? Like, I'm not excited to play Zeke this week. Um, I'm not excited to play Zeke. Um, You know, if I was going to go with my other high-priced guy, it would be Dalvin Cook. Yeah, um, I like Dalvin exactly Cook. Dalvin Cook and Kamara are the two guys that I'm really liking in the high price end. If we see, Cook, you know, we saw what Ceh did in Week One to the Texans. We, um, I think the Ravens had over 200 rushing yards uh, against against the Texans, and then last week, um, uh, who was it? Uh, last week um, against the Texans, it was uh, Texans versus the James, James Conner. Yes, James Conner had a very Steelers. good game yep. with against them last week as well. So. You know, um, you know, Dalvin Cook is now in this matchup. Hopefully this game don't get canceled. You know, they've already postponed the, the, the Pittsburgh and Tennessee game, but nothing's really going on with Minnesota, you know, contracting the virus. So if that's the case, you know, Dalvin Cook to me is uh, my second high price guy that I'm, I'm, you know, really in favor of. Mm, yep, I agree. My – see – those two guys, I, I absolutely agree. I actually have a couple of lineups where I have both of those guys in, in the lineup. Yep. On DK, that makes it it's a little more difficult because when you get those two guys in the lineup, you really have to go like scraping yeah. the barrel for a receiver. At receiver, <laughs> for yeah. real. You yeah, gotta I mean, you gotta basically just pick at pick like dart throws. And yeah, hope you're like it. really scraping the bottom of the barrel. But what I do like about getting both those guys in the lineup is, I do think they're both safe for like at least almost 30 like I really do I feel like Dalvin Cook could probably get you 30 and Kamara against Detroit we all saw what Aaron Jones did to Detroit you know two weeks ago so I think 46 in in DraftKings yeah so you know Kamara could be 
way over 30. Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm going to say 30 because, you know, I'm thinking, you know, that's basically what you need at, at uh, you know, 1,800 to get four, plus 4K, you know what I mean, to win win some tournaments. So, yeah, I like those two guys. And then, you know, if I do decide that I'm going to take one of those guys, you know, let's say I choose Camara and I want to go a little bit cheaper but not a whole lot, I actually think I like Josh uh, – not Josh. James Robinson. <laughs> no, I like uh, – I like uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan and Taylor I'll tell Chicago. you, yeah, and I'll tell you why. Like watching the Chicago team, like I think they're ranked within the top fifteen at at stopping the run. Let me see. It's uh, actually they are ranked. Actually, they're nineteenth. You know, they're nineteenth. So if you watched that game against the Giants before, you know, Barkley just completely tore his leg up, which you know still still hurts my soul. Um. He was actually having a good game, and a couple of running backs have had good games against the the you know against the Chicago Bears. So that defense don't scare me stopping the run. So I do think Jonathan Taylor in a closer game than he was in last week because if you remember last week in the fourth quarter he didn't get carry, he didn't touch the ball because they were smashing, you know. So you know I do think I like Jonathan Taylor, and he's not going to be owned because people have like recency bias and they also see the Chicago Bears name. So he's a guy that I'm just going to try to get into, a, you know, some tournament lineups. And, you know, he's only 6,600. He really only needs to get you, you know, 24 to get you, you know, four or five X. Like, I'm I'm down with that. You know what I mean? So guy that I'm definitely excited in playing. Yep. All right. Uh, so what about some cheaper guys that you're interested in uh, and from the running back position? There's actually a couple. Uh, this week, I love, especially on DK, I love James White. So, James White coming, playing against Kansas City, at Kansas City. We all know that Kansas City is going to score some points here. I don't think it's, it's a, you know, I don't think it's a hidden fact that Kansas City is like 20, at least 28 points at home. Like, they, they score 28 points at will at home. Right? The other day, they scored 21 against the Chargers, but they were in L.A., so, you know, at home, I think they're a lock for 28 points at least. And if Cam can't put bo- points on the board, you know, I think they're going to be dumping down a lot the same way they did with, you know, Rex Burkhead last week. Except I think James White takes the Rex Burkhead role. And with the tragedy that happened to him, you know, he, you got you to gotta assume he's dedicating the rest of this, rest of this season, uh, you know, to his dad and, you know, wants to, wants to show up and show out. So I'm really excited to get James White in a lot of my lineups in DK because, you know, at 5,200, he can afford, he gets, you can afford some really good wide receiver talent if you use him as your wide receiver, your running back too. And then, you know, maybe throw somebody else in, you know, in your flex that you, you know, is going to catch the ball a whole lot. So I like James White a lot. Um, so you have a guy? I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll keep going if you want to. Yeah, you can throw out another one. Um, you know, I got a couple guys I'm, I'm looking at too uh, that are on the cheaper end. I'll say. I got you. All right, so the other one I have is Antonio Gibson. I really like Antonio Gibson this week. I know he's playing Baltimore, you know, but they're at home. You know what I mean? Baltimore just got romped, so you know you got to be think that they're wheeling from that. And I think they're going to still. I think Baltimore's going to put up some points. So if that's the case, I do think that. Gibson, you know, to try to keep the game close, could see a lot of work in the beginning. And, you know, he's actually showed out pretty good in the passing game. So, yeah. you know, at 4,500, he's definitely a guy that I like. I have in my flex in a couple of tournaments because I don't think a lot of people are going to play him at all, playing against Baltimore. And, uh, 
you know, I, I think I think the breakout for this kid is coming. I, I think eventually they're going to say, you know what, like let's just let's just ride this kid and see what see what the deal is. So, you know, I'm interested to see what Gibson gives you. And at 4,500, he really only got to get you 15 points. He gets you 15, 16. You can be real happy with that at 4,500. Yeah. All right, so a couple of lower-priced guys, you know, lower-priced guys, basically I'm considering, like, what, under 6000 you know, somewhere around there, I guess. You know, in the 55000 range, I would say Daryl Henderson I like going against the Giants. Um, his dude seems to be moving or pushing towards being the main ball carrier for uh, for the Rams, you know, last couple of weeks. Um, and he did, did really good job last week, and I expected it to continue against the Giants, who have just been putrid at stopping the run so far this year. Um, and another guy I like is David Johnson this week, um, because Minnesota is banged up in their, you know, has been banged up. Uh, Anthony Barr has been missing time. Uh, you know, their secondary is obviously terrible. So I do think that Houston could get up in this game uh, throwing the ball. And I think that they're going to, you know, probably use David Johnson a lot towards the second half. That Houston needs to win, so I really like David Johnson, and I think that, you know, they've been using him a little bit more than what you would realize just based on his scores. But we've said Houston's had tough matchups. This one against Minnesota is not as tough, so I like David Johnson as well. Yep. Uh, another running back that I actually like this week is right around that oh. same price range is Mike Davis. So, you know, we saw what Mike Davis did last week. You know, I, I'm assuming that Arizona is probably going to come in here and, and romp this Carolina team because well, the one thing that Carolina can't stop is the run. And Kyler Murray's been running his ass off. And Kenyon Drake is due for a breakout game. Like, it, it's going to come. And it would not surprise me if it was this week. So, if that happens and Mike Davis and the Carolina Panthers need to, you know, do the same thing they did last week. It's our, you know, and actually last week they won. You know what I mean? They won yeah. the game. So, you know, if they if they give up points the way they were giving up points in the first two weeks, this team is going to going to need to throw the ball to the back out of the backfield. And on DK especially, you know, Mike Davis could see eight to ten targets in this game along with his rushing. And, you know, to me at 5,700, he's a little bit underpriced. Yeah, and another one is Ronald Jones to me. You know, we just saw what Mike Davis did last week to the Chargers team, and Ronald Jones is $4,700, and right now it looks like he's going to be the guy in the backfield because they're saying that, you know, there's a, a good chance that Leonard Fournette does this, doesn't play this week. So if Leonard Fournette is out this week, I definitely like sticking Ronald Jones in one of those lineups, you know, at such a cheap price, knowing that he's probably going to touch the ball, you know, 15 to 20 times in this game. Mm, yep. I'm trying All to look. Right. Go ahead. What's that? I'm trying to look at some some, like – guys that know what he is thinking about, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of down here in the, you know, the no names that nobody wants to think about. And I'm looking at Zach Moss. I'm looking at Swift. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at those kind of guys. Yeah. If you noticed what happened with Detroit when Detroit was starting to lose games, like bad. They the, put in DeAndre Swift yes, as their passing back. Exactly. Swift was getting a lot of passes out of the backfield. And is it a far stretch for me to think that DeAndre Swift at 5,300 sees six to eight targets this week? I don't think so. So, you know, he's a guy that definitely this week, I think, you know, New Orleans, especially with Michael Thomas coming back, you know, them losing two in a row. I, I think they're going to come into Detroit on a mission to put up points to show everybody like, hey, listen, Drew Brees is not over the hill. You know, this is a team that 
is you know at full strength is one of the best in the NFL. And when you get teams that do that, you know they put up points in droves. And I could see I could see you know it getting out of hand, them being down two, maybe three touchdowns, and starts having to start throwing the ball. And DeAndre Swift getting a lot of more work than people are expecting, you know. And I like him. I think I might like Swift this week in All tournament right. plays. Tournament plays. All right, guys. So now we're going to move on to the wide receiver position. Uh, why don't you start it off, Steve, with some higher-priced wide receivers that you like? All right. So my big name wide receivers. I, you know, I'll just say big name because the higher-priced guy, the big names, <laughs> basically what it is. Mm-hmm. So DeAndre Hopkins is an every week play for me. Like this, there's not a you know to me there's not a safer play at the wide receiver position at this point. And I know he's banged up. He's you know questionable tagged. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins just don't miss games. You know what I mean? I think this is a situation where they're like, you know what, let's be super cautious with this guy because, you know, we need him, you know. So they're letting him sit a little bit. Um, so D-Hop is easy for me. Michael Thomas, I just said it. I think they're going to try to put up a bunch of points. I, I have a lot of a lot of Michael Thomas this week, especially because of the way he played in week one. I don't think he was very happy with his amount of targets that he got in week one, and he missed the last two games. And now I am think, you know, Michael Thomas is probably in their ear like, hey, you need to get me the ball. Like, I need, I need the ball. So for me, definitely a situation where I'm going to have probably more Michael Thomas than anyone else. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin obviously is not playing, uh, on see DK is another one for me. How do you feel about DK this week? Because I do think, so Byron Jones is going to be playing in this game. You know, I was reading and he's a little bit better of a cover corner. And I know Stefan Diggs couldn't card. Uh, I don't want to say he didn't, he didn't, it's, Stephon Gilmore is the best cover corner, and that had no. I don't effect. agree with that. I see, like I watch a lot of I mean, Stephon Gilmore yeah, tape, yeah, and I, I guess, just don't I think he's the best cover corner. I think he yeah. last year he got he was a beneficiary of a lot of tipped balls that ended up landing in his hands. Okay, and he's just. I, I, I'll give you that, and I know. See, it's hard, hard, hard to a hundred percent take your feelings into account because I know you're a Bills fan. And you're big <laughs> on Tre'Davious White, so yeah, no, but that no, that definitely that's, plays a factor into the Stephon oh, yeah. Gilmore thing. But I mean. Stephon Gil, I would say Stephon Gilmore is better than Byron Jones, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I, I think so. As an all-around so, better corner, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, like, and that didn't really phase DK either. So no, no, I, I think that you know the one thing I will give Byron Jones over Gilmore is I do think Byron Jones is more athletic. Yeah. So he might be able to. I think he's a little more physical too. He's like he's a bigger. Yeah. He's a bigger body. He I mean, Stephon Gilmore is like really skinny. If you look at Stephon Gilmore, he's a skinny dude. Though. There ain't too many corners that's going to get more physical than DK. No, DK is just that, and that's why I said when DK played against Stephon Gilmore, he just he doesn't have the size to stop him. So, but not, I actually that's why I love Tyler Lockett. You know, yeah, I, love, I really I like Tyler Lockett, Lockett this week, and I know he was great last week, so you can't really be like, oh, this week he's better. But you know, what I mean, like he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be three touchdowns and hundred yards again this week, and, and nine catches. That's probably not going to happen. But I think what you get out of Tyler Lockett is the ability to have an every week guy that's going to give you seven, eight catches easily. Like I, he's just, he's just the safety valve for this team. Uh, and on DK, especially like a guy that's going to get you seven, eight catches, six, seven, eight catches every single week, probably be over f- close to 50 yards every single week and a possible touchdown every single week. Like to me, that's the kind of guys that I aim for in, in, you know, in DK. So, you know, for me, especially I'm going to have a lot more Tyler Lockett than I have DK. 
Yeah. Um, I love both of the Rams guys this week. Um, Me cause I'm just, too. I'm, I'm expecting the Rams to just boat race the giants. So that is my stack of the week guys. Yeah. I, I decided I'm going to start doing a stack of the week. My stack of the week is the Rams Cooper cup, yep. Rand, Robert Woods, yep. Robert Woods, Cooper cup, you know, paired with Jared Goff. That's, that's going to be a, you know, a tournament lineup for me this week. Yeah, that's, that's actually really good. Uh, cause I expect, I do expect the, the giants to get manslaughtered in this game. So yeah, I, I, both of those guys, you know, Woods is only 6,300, which I don't even think is that expensive. No. And then you know, Cooper cup is 6,700. He's, he's, you know, basically in the top 10 prices. But, you know, to me, both of those guys are very viable options this week against the Giants. Yep. Uh, I like both of those guys. I like Tyrell Lockett, as we were saying. And, you know, going forward, man, I don't think there's a team in the world that I'm not going to like Tyree Kill against. Yeah. Because just seeing what how, you know, Mahomes, him and Mahomes are basically good for a 40-yard, 50-yard touchdown every week. So yeah. there's not a, there's probably not a team out there that I am worried about I, that you know I won't say Tyreek Hill because frankly nobody can stick him one on one you can't stick him one on one you got to have safe, over the top safety help and even then he's blown by safeties so and Mahomes can out throw your coverage so you know right off the, I love Tyreek Hill in pretty much any matchup. Mm, yep, I agree. So I, there's two guys that I actually wanted to ask you about this week because I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, what your feelings are about him. So, Stefan Diggs, you look at Stefan Diggs, he has a really, you know, it looks like a really tough matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got, uh, you know, he's playing against the Raiders at home. So David Arnett. Yeah. So, David Arnett's going to be on him. You know, he's played, he's done a pretty good job this year stopping, you know, number ones. How do you feel about Stefan Diggs this week? Because I think I'm a lot higher on him than most people. Yeah, I actually like Stefan Diggs this week. It's not a, he doesn't, he doesn't, I'm not afraid to start Stefan Diggs. I think the Raiders have just, Kind of had a, you know, like easy you said, kind of just started <laughs> off. Yeah, it started off easy. So, you know, in my opinion, you know, watching Josh Allen and the way he started off this season, like, I, you know, and even Diggs last week wasn't the greatest. I mean, he did get into the end zone, but he wasn't exactly great. I, th- I think he'll start to take advantage of this week, uh, this matchup a lot more, especially like John Brown practice today. I think getting John Brown back definitely helps Diggs because, you know, there's just another person that you're going to have to pay attention to. And I don't think teams expected to pay too much attention to Gabriel Davis once he came into the game. Yep, I agree. Um, um, yeah, so. Anybody anybody you're staying away from? Like, I, I'll say the, this, like, I'm not big on Mike Evans. Yeah, no, I'm not. You know, I, I just don't feel like they have a very there. good rapport. I, like him and Tom Brady, you know, I know they get those two one-yard touchdowns last week, but. Oof, like he, I don't even know, I think he had four targets on the game. Like, four targets, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Like, that's that's a little bit, especially in DK. Like, you can't have a guy, you know, in your lineup that is only getting, you know, four targets. And I know they started winning the game last week, so they weren't really throwing the ball a whole lot. But if I'm being honest, like, I don't think they need to throw the ball a whole lot this week. You know what I mean? Like, I think... I really do think that, like, the Chargers are going to – and this is why I like playing, uh, you know, this is why I like playing Herbert because I think either the Chargers are going to really exploit these corners because the, nobody's really tried to exploit the Tampa Bay corners yet like the, because of the run defense and the, the way they get to the quarterback. But I do think that the Chargers, you know, 
can take advantage with as quickly as Keenan Allen gets open and Hunter Henry gets open and Austin Eckler out of the backfield. Like he's not going to be able to run the ball this week, but Austin Eckler is probably going to be used a whole bunch out of the backfield catching the ball. So, you know, in this game, I do think like it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go Tampa Bay, you know, just blows them out or it's a whole lot more competitive than people think. And, you know, I think that's going to have a lot to do with them being able to stop you know, either Michael Thomas, because there is no Godwin. So if they stop Michael Thomas and force this team to run the ball, I think this game could be, you know, surprising to to a lot of people. Yep. All right. So instead of going like straight to low price options, we'll go mid range, you know, 55 to 6,500 guys. Um, I'll throw one right out off the top of my head and it's Will Fuller. Um, I think Will Fuller against the Minnesota secondary is, you know, due for a big game. You know, he's had a couple good games so far. Um, you know, I brought him up yesterday as a buy uh, because I do think that, you know, better days are ahead, especially considering the matchups he just had early to start the year. So, yeah, I, I really like Will Fuller in a matchup against the Vikings. Yeah, Will Fuller is a good one. I, I mean, like, and he hasn't had that, like, huge game. Like he had that game week one where he had 90 and a touchdown yeah. on, on five or six catches. And well, then he, no week, week one, he had 112 yards. Didn't get into the end zone. No, he last didn't get game, in the end zone. Yeah. And then last, last week, game, last game he got into the end zone, but I think he had like five for 90 or five for 80 or something like that. Yeah. So he hasn't had that like 170 yard game and two touchdowns yet. And he's at, good for it every year. He's good for <laughs> it every year. At least, I mean, if he, depending on how many games he plays in that year, he's good for it like twice, you know, in a, in the same year. So, you know, this could be that game, um, but I'll get into the lower end, guys, because there's, there's, there's also a lower end guy on this team that I really want to talk about. But um, for me at the 65 to, let's say, 5,500 range, there's actually two guys that I really love this week, and Tyler Boyd is one of them. I love Tyler Boyd this week. You know what I mean? Tyler Boyd, like Kev said, Burroughs is going to be going up against this Jacksonville defense, and they take advantage. And I agree with that. And I think Tyler Boyd, you know, at 6,100, showing what he's done in the past two weeks, is one of those guys that I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be a little bit heavier on than most people. Uh, and then the next guy is actually where? Who was I looking? Oh, Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Parker in Seattle. Seattle has given up the most passing yards to number one and number two wide receivers in the entire league. So I told you guys I really like Ryan Fitzpatrick this week, and I think this is going to be a game that, you know, is, like they said, the over-under is 54 and a half. So if I could easily see a 60-plus, you know, score game in this one. And the only way that's going to get up there like that is if Devontae Parker and, you know, and company are able to score keep scoring you know what i mean fitzpatrick's gonna have to throw a lot and they're gonna have to score a lot so you know parker is a guy that at 5700 is a guy that i really i really probably am gonna have a lot of yep yep and going into the lower price guys i like his teammate his teammate preston williams is 4500 and i expect you know the same thing like they're we said they're gonna have to throw so these guys this is miami team you know going against seattle secondary who's been torched all year you know, you want to take advantage of that because they're going to be throwing to kick to stick, keep pace with Russell Wilson. Um, so with that being the in case forty five hundred dollars, I can see Preston Williams, you know, kind of breaking loose in, in, for a game because he really he really we expected him to have more of a, a better, you know, better season. Probably we, we thought it was going to be better than Parker and yeah. he just hasn't 
You know, no. Parker's clearly been the number one guy, mm-hmm. but I do expect Preston Williams at some point to break loose and have one of the, one of the better games. Yep, I agree. All right, so if we're getting into like the lower price guys, there's there's a couple guys that I really like in the pro, lower price guys, but I think my favorite is Brandon Cooks. You know what I mean? In with with Houston, he's forty five hundred. Minnesota, like Kev said, they're all banged up. They can't stop the pass. You know, it, last week didn't have a passing touchdown against them, but they gave up a whole lot of yards on a team that was trying to run the ball because Derrick Henry got like what twenty eight carries or something crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they were trying to run the ball and they still gave up over three hundred passing yards. You know, to Ryan Tannehill. So to me, I think you know. In this game, it happens the same way. I think Houston – I honestly, I think Houston is is going to try to come out in this game at 0-3. Both these teams are 0-3. But I think Houston comes out in this game knowing that this is a game that they can win and really, really tries to smash, you know, Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota Vikings because, you know, we've been waiting for that big, big game from Deshaun Watson. And this is another stack that I really like because of the price of these players. So Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks, to me, is a nice little three-way stack that I'm probably going to have. Uh, I actually do have a lineup where I have all three of those guys and David Johnson in my flex. So I have four players in the, uh, you know, on, the, on this game that I you know, have thrown in here. So you know, you gotta, you got to kind of stack games that way. And I do think this is one of those games that I will be also stacking. Yep. Um, I like Hunter Renfro this week. Uh, we've basically seen the one weakness of this Buffalo team is the slot receiver. And I expect that, you know, Hunter Renfro will probably be out there. Ruggs has not, you know, is doubtful in the game. Um, they did a good job last week of taking away Tyler Higby. So I could see them kind of aiming to take away Darren Waller. Um, you know, Brian, uh, Brian Edwards isn't playing either. So basically mm-hmm. the two of the top you know, three outside receivers are going to be out. So you're going to get Nelson Aguilar out there. Um, and I don't know who the other, who the third wide receiver would be on the team. So I think that Hunter Renfro is probably love uh, in a game where the Raiders could probably tr- be trying to keep up with Buffalo, knowing how, how Buffalo's offense has started. And if that's the case, I see Hunter Renfro having a lot of, lot of you know, getting a lot of love as that slot receiver. And he's only $4,600. Yeah, I also like Hunter Renfro a lot. I mean, I, I told you guys last week the the Bills are exploitable in the slot position, so I like him, you know Hunter Renfro for you know to have a good game in this one. All right, so the last guy I want to talk about um, at the wide receiver position is Nikhil Harry. So Nikhil Harry going up against KC, he's four thousand dollars on DK, which is to me that's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's way too low. That's way too low. Yep, and I on got twelve targets two weeks ago. Uh, I know. <laughs> and then uh, Nikhil Harry also on FanDuel is fifty three hundred. Uh, he's a guy I'm going to be super heavy on. I'm going to have a lot of Nikhil Harry, especially on DK because he's just he's four thousand dollars. Like, you know, to me, if you get those, like, you have to go look at these lower price guys when you put in, like I said, Dalvin Cook and and uh, Kamar, you know, Kamara. You have to look for these lower price guys, and Nikhil Harry was like the one that when I'm looking down here at these lower price guys, he just blew up at the screen at me. I'm like four thousand dollars for Kamara, like for for Harry. What the hell is going on here? I had to click on his name to make sure they were talking about Nikhil. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I know he had a bad game last week, but they didn't really throw the ball like that well last week. Cam didn't have his best passing game last week, and you know, I know he got. You know, four targets and only had two catches for thirty, you know, thirty-four yards. But at four thousand dollars, he only got to get you, 
you know, four, 16 points, 14, 16 points to be, you know, 4X. That's I like that. Yeah, and I, and you got to remember, guys, like last week's game, they were winning basically the entire game. If you remember week two, they were base, they, they had to play catch up to, to the Seattle, and they were throwing a ton. Mm-hmm. Julian Edelman had, you know, the most yards he's had in his career, and Nikhil Harry had 12 targets. And they play the Chiefs this week. So yep. they're going to have to do it's go this week's game plan is going to be a lot similar to week two's game plan. So yep. I think that you know, knowing knowing that that four thousand for Nikhil Harry, yeah, I think that's insane. I'm all over that. Yeah, and this is the other thing. Like if you look at his stats, you know, because DK and Fanduel do, do both make a really good like the the way they break down stats. I really like the way they do it. And they always do home home, home and away games, like, like especially DK. DK will show you the home splits and the away splits. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, I mean DK Metcalf, DK, Nikhil Harry in, you know, in the away games, he's averaging 15.2 fantasy points. And at home game, he's averaging 6.8. So last week it was a home game. I mean, he hasn't been great at home. But away, you know, they played the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. He scored 15.2. So, you know, this is a guy that I think, in another game where he's going to probably be in a shootout, he's probably going to see at least eight, nine, maybe 10 targets. And, you know, at 4,000, you know, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, two more guys I'm just going to throw out. One is Golden Tate. Um, the reason I like Golden Tate is because I do expect uh, Jalen Ramsey to be on Darius Slayton. And I expect that the Giants are going to have to throw a ton in this game. And if that's going to be the case, um, you know, it's basically going to be Evan and Ingram and Golden Tate over the middle of the field. Uh, so I think Golden Tate could get a little, a lot of love this week. And, um, you know, tournament lineups, I talked about him with Cole Hardman. You know, he was on the field a ton. He's only 4,300. And, you know, in this offense, in this game, you can definitely see him getting loose for a long touchdown. So those two guys, um, McCole Hardman probably more for tournament plays, but um, those two guys I, I can see having pretty good weeks. Mm, yes, sir. All right, and on to the tight end position. All right, so this one. <laughs> this is a super focused week for me. Like, there's yes. there's three tight ends that I'm playing, and I'm not playing anyone else. Mark Andrews. Yep, Mark Andrews this week. For me, there's there's three, like, real easy ones. I'm and playing Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. I am playing uh, TJ Hawkinson. I like TJ Hawkinson as well. <laughs> yep, and I'm playing Schultz. And that's it, those three guys. And the reason I like Schultz so much uh, honestly, is because well, there's two reasons. One, Cleveland's been terrible against the tight end, you know, all basically all season long, and basically for like six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily. Uh, and for two, I think that the Cowboys, when they get in the, I think, I think their running game is going to be limited by the Cleveland defense because Cleveland actually does have a very good run defense. So I don't see them trying to punch it in from the one, you know, from the two, three yard line, one, two, three yard line. I think, you know, Cleveland will, they'll see that Cleveland likes to bite real hard on the run in those situations. And the perfect person to throw it to is Schultz. So I think Schultz probably is almost, I don't want to say a lock for a touchdown, but I I have him penciled in for a touchdown this week. So to me, if he gets as many targets as he's been getting since, you know, he's been the main, you know, tight end for this team. Then he's, you know, he's already got 20 targets and he only has started two games. So, you know, obviously he's getting, he's getting targeted. Um, so for me, I think he's a guy that I, you know, easily going to see five to seven targets. And I do think he gets in the box this week. 
and my uh, my other guy, uh, other than the two that you mentioned with Andrews and Hawkinson, those are both guys I like. Um, and my, my third one would be for me, Evan Ingram, basically because of the same thing I just said about uh, uh, Golden Tate. You know, I think that, you know, Daniel Jones is going to have to use the middle of the field a lot because, you know, Sterling Shepard is not there. And, you know, Slayton is going to be taken away by Jalen Ramsey. And I think that, you know, that's just going to open things up for Evan Ingram and for, uh, you know, Golden Tate. And, I, you know, they're going to have to throw a ton because I think they're going to get, you know, beat down in this game. So I like Evan Ingram this week. Yep. If we're talking about the lower price guys that I would be okay with starting, it, it actually most weeks there's like a low price guy that I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to target this guy a whole lot. But this week, there really isn't. Like, I, I have searched, like, the bottom of the barrel this week to see what they have down here in the low end. And I don't like any of it. I mean, like, I know Drew Sample was a big one last week. A lot of people were on Drew. Um, he shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, and he did nothing. You know, so I'm not liking that. So, of all of those guys in, like, the 3,500 range to the 40, or, you know, 4,000 range on DK, the only one that I thought about that I was like, eh, yeah, I could do that, is Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert's really the only one, and that's because of two reasons. One, he's going up against his former team, so I do think he scores a touchdown in this game. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of... You know, team guys. The nature MOs. of the beast. Yeah, it's yeah. the nature of the beast. That's what yeah. they do. Quarterbacks try to help their, you know, when you go back to your old team, you know, your quarterback always kind of looks you out to try to give you at least a shot in the end zone, um, you know, just to dig it in a little bit. Uh, and, you know, Jacksonville, I do think he's going to be able to move the ball pretty, you know, pretty well against the Cincinnati defense because this team can't tackle for shit. So for me, this is a pretty simple one. I mean, Eifert really of all the low end guys is the only one I want to play. All right, so uh, moving on to the defenses, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, the higher price defenses are are really good this week. You got the Rams and the Ravens, both with really good matchups. So yep. I would, you know, if you're spending up on defense, I would definitely look to try and get both of those in my lineup. But if I had to choose, I would pick the Rams just because they're a hundred dollars less, and you know, I just think they're gonna, I think they're gonna boat race. The, the Giants. Yeah, honestly, once again, this is a three-man race for me. I'm only I'm only playing three defenses this week, and I tell you guys all the time, like there's every week is either you're paying up on for defense or you're paying all the way to the bottom, and this is not a week that I think you need to pay to, all the way to the bottom. I think you should pay up for your defense this week, and you know, like Kev said, Rams, Ravens, you know, they're obviously two of the better ones. Uh, and the only other one that I'm doing is the Colts, and it's because I do know that the I do know that Nick Foles has a you know uh, every once in a while a tendency to throw some interceptions. So you know, and Frank Reich is his old coach, so we know that that he knows yes. the ins and outs of Nick Foles. Exactly. So he is going to you know know how to play against Nick Foles, and this Colts defense is very good. I mean, we told you guys in the beginning of the season that we really love this defense, and this was a defense that, you know, if you drafted, you were going to be very happy with, with, you know, all the additions they made. And, and uh, you know, I still feel that way, and I think that the Colts are, are going to be able to deal with this Chicago Bears team very well. So, you know, those are the only three defenses. I'm, I'll give you a lower-priced, a couple lower-priced ones, but yeah, these are the I'll only give three you a lower I'm price one. Yeah, I got a lower-priced one in FanDuel that I put on the um, – I put in the streaming defense, and that's the Cowboys uh, in – 
FanDuel, the Cowboys are only $3,400. I think they're like the fourth lowest defense. Mm-hmm. This is a team that just was all over Russell Wilson last week. And, you know, I don't think Baker Mayfield is the quality of player that Russell Wilson is. So, obviously, that that kind of pressure could force Baker into some turnovers. And he, they're definitely going to get some sacks. Alden Smith had three sacks last week. So, uh, the, the Cowboys defense in FanDuel is only $3,400. I like them. Yep. Uh, and the other defense that I was going to go with, you know, at the low end, honestly, and I don't like it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm going to do it, is the Dolphins because they're too grand. I mean, do I think Seattle blows them out of the water? Yes, I do. But at home, the Dolphins always seem to, every once in a while, like have magic, you know, in Miami. They've done it for years and years. You know what I mean? Remember the the, you know, the Patriots game last year, there was no reason the Patriots should have lost to that Miami team. And, you know, I think the over-under on that game was like 49 and a half, and they held the Patriots to under 20 points. So, you know, I do not expect that this week. But at $2,000, bottom-of-the-barrel team on, on DK, you know, I'll take my chances because, you know I mean, at 2000 I'm basically just punting defense and saying I'm going to put in some higher, you know, some higher scoring guys. And that's kind of what you do in, in especially in 50-50 lineups. Like, I, I love punting in 50-50 lineups way more than I do in tournaments. In tournaments, I do try to pick the teams, the defenses that I think are going to have good weeks. And it's because if your defense gives you a donut in a tournament, you're not winning. Like, you have no chance no. of winning the tournament. So you have to pick a defense that you think is going to be very good. Uh, so, you know, in, but in 50, 50 lineups, punch your defense and, and, you know, go ahead and put in some, some superstars into your team because you, you just punt a defense. You know, that's, that's just kind of the way I feel. Yep. All right, guys. So that wraps up the, the live stream and the podcast for tonight. Uh, remember to check us out on our website, www.cheatcodesports.com, www.cheatcodesports.com. We have articles that come out weekly, a streaming defense, a wide receiver cornerback matchup. Uh, we have a waiver wire, a buy sell, and we have a DFS article where basically Steve gives you a bunch of names that we just you know gave you on this podcast. But we also throw lineups in there as well. So you know check that stuff out. Uh, we have our rankings up there for the week. Uh, you know, as well as the cheat codes and you know the defensive breakdowns, giving you you know where te- where defenses rank against. You know, each position, you know, great tool in comparing your matchups. So check all that out. It's all free of charge. Uh, and let us know what you think about it. You know, we work hard. So give us some feedback. Um, and until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.